0: What's up, everybody? This is Nikkei Roach at Massage Marketing Secrets, where we help massage therapists like you and I not struggle so much so you can attract your ideal clients and patients without destroying your hands, your shoulders, your arms, and even your reputation, getting your message out there of holistic health while living the life you always wanted to and serving your audience the most creative and the most energetic. And today is no exception. I decided today to have an interview rather than me just dribble on which is kind of exciting and kind of fun for me, but maybe not. And I wanted to interview a successful CEO herself. Um, she is the vice president of Sixth Sense Wellness Group here based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, she has... Been integral in changing the perception of massage therapists. Here in her practice, she has, I believe, eight individuals, including two acupuncturists, the others are massage therapists, plus staff, and key characteristics to grow in your enterprise. So today, welcome everybody to Nicola Roach. Hello, Nikki. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. So, Nikki, tell us a little bit more about you. How did you come into the craft of massage therapy?
1: Well, I came into the craft of massage therapy um just by chance I would say being um uh, the uh first person that you see when you welcome you when you come into the office i was that person and i saw the need for more massage therapists within our facility and then i decided hey you know what maybe i should go to massage school and so when i first um decided on it i was kind of iffy and said oh no i don't think i'm ready which gives me a little more time to really make that decision the final decision to say you know what I think this is a go and I'm going to go ahead, no matter what, I'm going to just go on head first into this. And so I've been in the massage business for a little over 18 years, but I've been practicing massage therapy hands-on for about 12 years, going on 13 years, somewhere there. So, And I've seen the benefits of it, I've seen the rewards, all that good stuff, so...
0: So, switching gears a little. And 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 for those of you who haven't quite realized this, this is my business partner and my wife and girlfriend, so it's a little strange that I'm, I'm interviewing. But I think it's important because she se- she has to separate those roles that we both have, be also our parents as well. And many massage therapists I realize are couples, uh husband and wife, husband and husband, uh, wife and wife, spouse, you know, brother and sister or, you know, their partners in some regards. Um, where they, they've they tied their business to their personal life. And, and, and So how do you now, as now you have all those titles, how do you do the balancing of time? Because I think that's important as we move into the marketing component of it. How do you balance your time between um, being one of the chief executives here at the office and being a mother and a wife and chief financial officer at home and here How do you balance that
1: time? Well, the way I do it, I set aside time for specific tasks. So what I'll do is for uh, the first three days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday, I dedicate those days solely to doing massage therapy, seeing clients, things like that. On Thursdays, and um, Thursdays, I'll probably come into the office, do all the uh, office stuff, if you will, and on friday that may be my personal day i spend time with the boys after i pick up and um on saturdays and sunday that's family time so it's sometimes all the other uh, hats get into in the way of each other but we somehow uh, have it worked out and so it's no big problem there <laughs>
0: So now switching back into marketing, because that's the, where the focus is here, what do you think is, because I'm a little biased because I work in marketing all the time, what do you think has been the most successful marketing strategy um, for growing your health and wellness center?
1: Well, the, the strategy that we've used is to always give the client more than they're expecting, So they have uh they know that the value of what they are paying is a higher standard that they are gonna receive. So we're not gonna say okay, you know what, you can get the cheapest massage here because the cheapest is not usually the best. And so
0: I wanted to point out on that because you sometimes are critical of folks who use those coupons out there, and you've mentioned many many times that the person who who and we're going to leave them nameless um uses groupon alike what is your interpretation of groupon um having experienced both that and not using that
1: well for using groupon we've seen where um it it works perfectly if you have a product and not a service because what we see happening in, with the Groupon and the massage and wellness business is that people start to devalue your service. Because if they call and say, okay, do you have a Groupon here? And we're like, no. They're like, okay, well, we're going to check the other person. So they're looking for that bottom of the barrel type stuff, you know, where they can get a, an, an hour massage for like 39 or whatever it, it's going for. But we've seen that people who come in for Groupons that we did at one time, they never come back because all they're looking for is a deal. And people who are looking for a deal is not necessarily looking for a value. So they perceive our business as something that they can just, oh, well, you know what? It's only this, so I don't have to worry. It's nothing lost there. But we're putting in our heart and soul into our into our career when someone out there is just you know taking it lightly, so we rather not do the Groupon. As I said before, it is great if you have a product, but for someone who has a service and you have to literally be there for each and every one of those um, clients coming in, it wreaks havoc on your on your pocket and on your body.
0: Wow, and I think that's important because Groupon and um. Their little brother or little sister, Living Social. At I think Groupon actually acquired Living Social. Um, for those of you who haven't been in long enough, um, they they kind of were competing against each other. Um, when when you did um start moving more into away from the Groupon coupons and everything like that, discounts and everything, how did you see the the return? The people coming in, how did they see? your service when you stop leading with price?
1: Well, when we stop leading with price, we realize that um, because someone has to pay for the service and pay full price, they are going to make sure that they are on time. And we as the, the practitioner, we are going to make sure that these people are getting what they are paid for you know from the the moment they walk through that door until the moment they leave and then after we try to follow up with them just to make sure that everything went well um we we value feedback from everyone so we're always getting feedback whether it be a positive or uh not so positive feedback but we value we value that
0: so excellent And thanks for that, for those comments. I wanted to to voice it because you talked about this earlier that when you originally got into the massage therapy practice, you, um, you came in as an administrator, someone who answered the phones, you know, who booked the, booked the appointments. How have you seen those individuals in your practice? Um, how do you see them? Do you see them as valuable or are they just, you know, folks who, who just man the front desk? How do you see those folks?
1: well i personally see them as an asset to the company because they're the first point of contact for each client when they walk through that door and if we don't treat our staff well then it's going to show and so they're not going to treat the clients well you know because they'll probably have some kind of a uh animosity or whatever towards the job and if you don't like your job and don't like the people that you're working for it's going to show and it will show in your pocket
0: so definitely so one of the things that that i like that that uh, you instill here is making sure that the front desk because i want to touch on that as a marketing avenue and if you're looking at growth one of the first people you may want to consider um is it's when 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 you need to add somebody to your practice, sometimes adding another massage therapist may not be the best approach. Adding, because we had that option, you can add more, three, four, five, but adding someone who's in support next, who can do all the stuff that you don't get paid to do. You really only get paid to do massage therapy, and when you're not doing that, you're actually losing money. But having someone else do that... Would you say that's that's a fair assessment to say that the the first person you need to add is in your practice as you grow is maybe a support staff who is friendly who loves people who smiles a lot who has who knows their job but also has the personality that they want to see the person come back happy and loved
1: yes i I think that's that's a fair assessment you know as I said first point of contact you want to make sure that it's a bright and cheery um person. You also have to make that that person is going to look at your facility as uh, um, a look at the place with a client's eye, you know, just to make sure that when a per- when a client walks in, what they're seeing is pleasant to the eye and not, you know, because you're behind the counter, you're seeing things one way. You have to make sure that you can see everything in all direction, you know. To make sure that your facility is in good, clean uh, state of whatever, <laughs> and um,
0: yeah. <laughs> so so changing back into marketing, back into marketing. I just got I got a little fluster that happens to me too all the time. Now I I know you're 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 a massage therapist. Um, been there, been in the massage business now. You know both admin and you know now moving into the executive as well as a practitioner. Um. It's an area that you're not so comfortable with, and that's being on camera um, and, and using social media and purchasing ads and advice and then, you know, being on lives and everything like that. Tell us about your experience about being on lives and using social media. First, tell us, be honest. Do you like being on lives?
1: I do not like to be on live. I do not like to be on live because I, I, I don't like to be... um put on the spot or I don't like focus to be solely on me and I guess I don't like um uh, for piece of people to be listening to me it makes me feel self-conscious you know but I realize that people always is like oh yeah talk some more talk some more <laughs> I don't know if it's because of my accent or whatever but people are always asking me you know to
0: See, I see don't this, I, I, this, I think you know? I think it's your accent, but I also think it's that you have valuable content and you have something that people want to hear and um and I think we as massage therapists oftentimes don't like to focus on us because we want to help as much as possible, and sometimes being on social media, being on Facebook, being on lives, sometimes that makes us nervous because you know we're trained to put all focus on the client, but this time. We have to put the focus on us to help another person. Now, in our marketing attributes and what we teach some of our students to do, and, and thank you, Nikki, for his comments. I know you got to go. you got to run because you have another, um, another client. You have a group practice that you have to work on some accountants. Um, when, you, when, you're, when you're kind of culminating your social media growth, what would you say for, from your standpoint – is the one thing you need to do consistently to make sure that people know that you're here.
1: Well, I I guess you just have to always put your name out there. You know, just how do you duplicate. put your name out there? You how have do you to duplicate, 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 whether it be in print on um print ads on social media or you have someone do your video where you can practice your videos but not necessarily do a live i mean i'm all for the practice videos and the, but the impromptu stuff i don't work very well with that so
0: yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Nikki, for being here. Thank you all for, for being here. We're going to be on another episode of Massage Marketing Secrets in the future. If you like what you heard and you want some more information on how to expand, how to uh, grow, of course, strong... And comfortable without destroying your hands. You know we massage steppers sometimes do a great job at taking care of our clients and patients. But we don't always take care of ourselves. And that actually destroys us. I don't know if you noticed, but most massage steppers leave the practice not because they don't love it. Many of them leave it because they have physiological problems that require them to get out of the profession. So remember, concentrate on it. proper body mechanics, so that you're not overworking yourself and undervaluing your body and your gifts that you were given. If you want more information, go to nikeroach.com. That's N-I-K-E-R-O-A-C-H.com. And there, I'll give you some more tidbits and some good stuff on how to grow your enterprise, marketing effectively online, as well as offline, as well as ways to grow your practice so you know who next to add to your organization at a significant growth spurt and who not to add to your practice right now talk to you next time have an awesome day